I was sharing with the uh, with the first service. Well, let me take my mask off, right? Forsaken nature. I was sharing with the first service. Um, whenever I, I I think about whenever I sing that song, I think about when my my wife tries to plan a surprise party for me. I love surprises, like fun, happy surprises, not like those sad surprises where you're like, okay, how much is that gonna cost? Um, but like the fun, happy type. And she is so good at planning. Like, I don't, even though I don't see her, she's doing it. Even though I don't feel it, she's doing it. And then at the end, when I, I finally arrive at the surprise, it is just so amazing, amazing, amazing. And so I encourage you guys today that even though you might not see God working, or you might not feel him working, know that at the end, he's going to blow your mind. Amen. Amen. So stay in the fight. Stay in the fight. Don't give up. I know you just sat down, but um, in just a moment, I'm going to ask you guys to go ahead and stand up again for the reading of the word. Not just yet, but I'll let you know when. Um, so I was, uh, I was thinking about when I was preparing the message, I'm, and uh, Pastor Dan came last week to go ahead and, uh, and preach a message, and I'm like, man, why, why did I run anchor on this whole thing? I should have gone like second to last because, I mean, Pastor Dan killed it. If you guys missed it, it's online. Go check it out on YouTube. Um, it was an amazing, amazing, very challenging, and so um, make sure you go ahead and, uh, and check it out. Uh, if you miss any of, uh, of the series, the series was really good. Um, Bishop put together some amazing speakers, and I'm not just saying that because I'm up here. I'm talking about the other people. So anyway, um, so if you guys miss any of that, go online, check them out. Now, please stand to your feet as we go ahead and read. And before I read, uh, our children are dismissed to uh, core kids. Don't get lost. That's for my son because he likes to wander sometimes. Those of us that are remaining here, please turn to book, the book of Deuteronomy. We're going to begin in, we're going to be in the 11th chapter. And um, we're gonna, today we're going to focus on verses 18 through 19, but I'm going to start um, reading in, uh, in verse 7 just to go ahead and give you guys, I mean, verse 1 through 7, just to give you guys some context. So Deuteronomy 11, starting in verse 1. When you got to say so, that's a lot of souls. That's very good. All right, so the word of the Lord says, Therefore you shall love the Lord your God and keep his charge, his statutes, his judgments, and his commandments always. Know today that I do not speak with your children who have not known and who have not seen the chastening of the Lord your God, his greatness and his mighty hand and his outstretched arm, his signs and his acts, which he did in the midst of Egypt to Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and to all his land, what he did to the army of Egypt, to their horses and their chariots, how he made the waters of the Red Sea overflow them as they pursued you, and how the Lord has destroyed them to this day, what he did for you in the wilderness until you came to this place, and what he did to Dathan and Abiram, the sons of Eliab, the son of Reuben, how the earth opened its mouth and swallowed them up, their households, their tents, and all the substance that was in their possession in the midst of all Israel. But your eyes have seen, says, but your eyes 
have, have seen every great act of the Lord which he did. Skipping down to verse 18. It says, Therefore you shall lay up these words of mine in your heart and in your soul, and bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. Verse 19, and this is the verse that we're going to focus on today. You shall teach them to your children, speaking of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you today, dear God, asking, my God, that you would speak to us, dear God, speak to our hearts. Father, I pray that you would give us ears to hear, dear God, that you would give us softened hearts, dear God, that your word would pierce us, my God. We don't want to leave the same, dear God. We want to leave challenged. We want to leave transformed, my God. So here we are, dear Lord. Speak to us today. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and you can be seated. Uh, parenting. Parenting much like being a Christian, is so daily. Can I get an amen? amen? It is a struggle because it is an ongoing process. There are many highs, many highs, and there are also many lows. There are moments where you feel like you've earned that world's greatest dad or world's greatest mom mug. You're like, man, I'm amazing. And then there are moments when you're questioning, where? Where did I go wrong with these savages? I mean, these children, these blessings from on high, these arrows in my quiver. This is crazy. If there's anything I want you guys to remember, it is this. Training your children is a daily thing. So train them daily. Say that again. Training your children is a daily thing. So train them daily. There's never a moment where you're off duty. Just like you're always a Christian... You're always a parent if you're a parent. So just like being a Christian, you're always looking for opportunities to engage in kingdom work. Or we should be. Because sometimes we ain't paying attention. We're just living our life. It is the same thing with parenting. Parenting is an ongoing thing all the time. You have to be ready for those teachable moments. You have to be on duty. You have to be watching out for those things because you know what? They're limited. They are limited. So we have to seize every opportunity because we have an enemy, do we not? And guess what? Your enemy, my enemy, he's always on duty. Always. So that means that I got to go ahead and be on duty as well because my children's lives are at stake. That's what we're talking about today, y'all. Our children. Our children. Repeat after me. Say, I must train them, must train them. At, home. at home. 
Now, I don't know about you, but growing up, I had a, a few set of parents. I had the out-the-house parents. I had my church parents. And then I had my at-home parents. Now, mind you, they were all the same people. But at times, I did not recognize these people. I'm telling you what, my mom sometimes would talk to people. I'm like, who is this woman? I don't, who is that? Because I don't know her. <laughs> Mom, I didn't know you had that voice. <laughs> but it's crazy, right? Train your children at home. Home is the intimate place. Home is where you go ahead and hang your hat, so to speak, right? That's where you take your shoes off, where you relax, where you can be you. But guess what? You're still on duty at home. You are still on duty. Proverbs 22, 6 says, train up, your child, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Now, when I read that, obviously, there's a spiritual connotation to it, but I also think that there's a practical side to that as well. Now, spiritually, we should participate in some type of dev devotional, some type of Bible study with our children. That's our responsibility. We need to make sure that they're in this word. Because you know what? My words will not change my children. But God's word? <laughs> God's word can change hearts. Amen? Amen. And I know that if it can, it can change my heart, it can change the hearts of my children early. Because those are some rebellious kids. Them kids think of some things. I'm like, where, where did you get that? Where did you learn that? Who taught you that? But you know what? Just like me, I was born into sin. They were born into sin. We have to teach them. We have to train them. Invite them to pray with you. Invite them to pray with you. You know that, what that requires? That requires you to pray. How are you going to invite somebody to do something that you ain't doing? You ever, you ever, that ever happened to you? Hey, we're all going to be that. And so you're like, oh, where, what time? 7 o'clock. Get dry. You arrive at 7 o'clock. Where everybody at? Where is everybody at? You calling. Nobody, you texting, nobody. How are you going to invite somebody to do something that you're not doing yourself? That's terrible, right? That's terrible. People, we have to show our children. We can't just tell them. You got to show them. You got to show them. Invite them to pray as you pray. Invite them to study the Bible as you study the Word. It's funny because most children are interested in, in what their parents are doing. I know this because every time I go to work on something, there go my children. Dad, what are you doing? Dad, what's, what's going on? I'm in the most uncomfortable position trying to go ahead and fix something, and here come my kids. Dad, what, what's going on? What, what's happening? What? They're interested in what you're doing. Take advantage of that. Invite them in. They want to know. Even if it's for five minutes. 
because that's the attention span of my son. Five minutes. I got five minutes with him. I'm going to teach him a lot in five minutes. Good or bad, I can teach him a lot. Train him up. In the Banyos household, we had the four Bs. Not just because we're Banyos, but we had the four Bs. When we, <laughs> when we wind down at night, we had bath, bottle, book, and bed. These are the rhythms that we try to establish in our children. We go ahead and obviously read to them. What are we reading? Well, we're going to read the word of God. Age appropriate, obviously, so that they remain engaged. But this is a natural thing, pouring into them daily. Because I'm on, I'm on duty daily. And sometimes, man, I would get to that time of the day, and I had a long day. All I want to do is say, go to bed. But then I remember, you know who's responsible? Me. I am. I'm responsible for being consistent. And if I show them inconsistency, guess what they're going to learn? Inconsistency. I have to be on duty. All this, I have to be on task. If I'm going to reach my children, if I'm going to pour into them, I have to be consistent. On the flip side, we need to teach them practically. We need to teach them to work hard. Can I get an amen? amen. You ever work with somebody that's a social loafer? Let me tell you about a social loafer. A social loafer likes to talk, gets along with everybody. Seems like he's doing some work or she's doing some work, but they're not. You know what they call that in Spanish? Hablador. <laughs> talking, 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 talking. I'm doing all the work. Like, what you, what you doing? Listen, unless you're willing to share your paycheck, get to work. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Colossians 3.23 says, Do your work willingly as though you were serving the Lord himself and not just your earthly master. It's important to work hard, but who are you working for? Are you working for men or are you working as unto the Lord? Let me tell you a little story. I teach my children, right? So sometimes when you're at a job for a while, you tend to get comfortable. You know the lay of the land. People know you. You know them. You get comfortable. You know the job. You do it. You do it well. And all of a sudden, there's like a, a switch that like flips. And you're like, I'm the man. I'm like the employee of the month every month. There is no one up in here that works harder than me. So somehow, I don't know how this happened, but I slipped into this, I know, I'm confessing, I slipped into this, like, thought process, right? So, so evaluation time comes around, I walk into the, into the office, I'm like, I'm expecting a number. Because again, employee of the month, every month. Like, I'm amazing. So I thought. I sat down, 
went through the evaluation. Good, good, good. This is some areas to work on. I'm like, uh-huh. Let's get, let's get to the end, please. <laughs> I don't care about that stuff. Let's get to the end. And they gave me a number. And now, mind you, okay, don't ever do this, okay? Anytime you sit in an evaluation, don't do what I'm about to tell you that I did. They gave me the number or the percentage, right? And I was like, that's it? <laughs> that did not go over well, FYI. The response was like, well, we could take that back. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I don't know what happened. That just, that just came out. I'm sorry. I'll take it. Thank you. Where do I sign? Because some raise is better than no raise. Just saying. And so when I came home and I told that story, I was so, I was so embarrassed because I'm like, man, am I working for that raise? Am I working to please my supervisor, my manager, the director? Who am I working for? Somehow, somewhere along the way, I forgot that my work is unto the Lord. I work hard and I do the right thing to please him. And by pleasing him, I'll please others. That's just an automatic thing. When I share that with my children, my children let me like, okay. <laughs> but I tell them that story in hopes that they will remember when they get jobs or when they're working at home, who they're working for. We need to teach our children. We need to train them in doing the things that you're doing around the house. The cooking, the cleaning, the ironing, the washing of the clothes. Let me tell you, when I first got married, I didn't know how to wash clothes. I ain't know. That, that, that's a thing. I know. My mom used to wash my clothes. I used to slip her some money, and she'd be like, all right, I got you. We had an arrangement, my mother and I. So when I went to get married with my wife, my wife and I, we had a meeting. It's called the Division of Labor meeting. <laughs> so she said, I'll do the cooking, I'll do the sweeping and mopping, and I'll do the dusting. And uh, she said, well, what do you want to do? I was like, mm -mm, what's left? She's like, well, you could do the washing of the clothes, and uh, you could do the cleaning of the bathrooms. Now, with a name like Baños, which for, the, for those of you that don't speak Spanish, Baños means bathrooms with an S. Okay, it's plural. So I got to know my way around. You know what I mean? I got to, you know, so I was like, I'll clean the bathrooms, you know, the showers and all that stuff. And uh, she said, and, and, I said, and? And you can wash the clothes. I said, okay, but I don't know how to wash clothes. I guess I can't do that. She's like, oh, I will teach you. I was like, well, I guess I got to learn then. So she had these little note cards, right? The black clothes, the white clothes, the blue clothes, and gray clothes. And so she divided them all up, and then she put them right there where the washer and dryer was, so I could be like, okay. okay that goes there. That one there, and that one there. And that one. after a while, I didn't need the cards anymore because I knew how to wash clothes. The only thing that tripped me up was, like, when you get the stripes, the black and white stripes, like, where, like, I don't, can I compute, can I compute, I need help, I need help. But I learned, 
It's so important to teach our children. You don't want your children coming out there in the world and having to depend on other people to be like, Man, no, listen, if you got, if you know how to do it, and you could teach your children how to do it. Teach your children, not just spiritually, but practically. Teach them how to do things. I'm an amazing ironer. My wife don't iron. Not because she don't want to, but because I do it so much better. Men, be careful. Cuidado, okay? If you do, if you do things really, really good, it becomes your permanent job. Because your wife, wives are so amazing. They're just such encouragers. She's like, I, baby, you do it, you do it so much, so much better. Yes, I do, babe. Yes, I do. Sucker. Sucker. It's okay, though. It's okay. And if you don't know how to do it, there's YouTube you. That's YouTube University, okay? You can go on YouTube. You can learn how to do all kinds of stuff. All kinds of stuff. There is no excuse. Teach your children. Teach your children. Proverbs 22:15 says, Foolishness, say foolishness, foolishness, is bound up in the heart of a child. That is so true. That is so true. The rod, say the rod. I said, the rod. the rod. Very good. A correction will drive it far from him. So, like, when I read that, I, I like, I, I feel just power. Um, but as I start to think about this, and I think about shepherds, shepherds also use their rods to correct and guide sheep. But as they guide sheep away from one thing, they're guiding them and pointing them to something else. So in this case, in the case of, of shepherds, they're, they're guiding them away from danger and guiding them to those waters that are going to be good for the sheep, the green pastures for the sheep. So we cannot just guide our children away from evil we have to guide them to something, right? We have to guide them to what is good. So the question is, are you just one of those reactive parents? Don't do this. Don't do that. What are you doing? Are you proactive? Are you actively engaged in parenting? I'll be honest with you. Sometimes I am, and sometimes I'm not. Ugh, and it's so terrible when I'm not because I know it. I tell, you know, hey, what are you doing? Well, he didn't know that. There's a difference between childishness and foolishness. Childishness is a kid being a kid. Doing things that kids do. Like, kids love to get dirty. That just, that's a thing. You know, they, I, they don't, I'm walking with my child, right, and he wants to jump in every single puddle. I'm trying to avoid the puddles, and he's like, I want to look for the biggest puddle because that's when I need to jump in. I need to. It is driving me to. Anyway, so that's childishness. Foolishness. Foolishness is different. Foolishness is me. I told you. I taught you. I showed you. I instructed you. And you still chose to do something different. That's foolishness. 
knowing, and still. But sometimes the way we discipline, we or the way we correct is everything is foolishness. But my question is, did you take the time? I got to ask myself, did I take the time? Did I take the time to instruct? Did I? Did I invest that time? Tough questions, y'all. Tough questions. Now, you might say to yourself, I'm no good. And that's okay. As Pastor Dan admonished us last week, you just got to start. Start making that effort. And when you start, you're not going to be awesome. It's okay. But you have to be consistent. You might not be the most prolific teacher that there is in all the earth. However, you've been, this child has been entrusted into your care. God knew that. He's not surprised. He's not up there saying, oh, me. No, he's not. He's like, I got you. But we need to trust in him. And just start. Start. Repeat after me. I must train them. While I'm out and about, as you go out doing your weekly routines, what are you teaching your children? What are you teaching them? What happens when somebody does something you don't like while you're out and about with your children? Proverbs 15 says a soft response or a soft answer turns away wrath, but harsh words, mm, Stirs up anger. Sometimes when people cut me off, uh, my first reaction is not soft words to try to come. It's not. It's not. I need to tell them about their driving. It's in me, and I have to, I have to just let them know because I want to teach them about their foolishness. So, Alina and I, right, are driving. We're on our way somewhere. I don't know where we're going. And uh, this guy cuts me off to the point where I, I think he's going to clip my bumper, right? And I'm like, oh. I'm like, all right, it's fine. It's okay. It's okay. It's fine. So we get up, right? And I realize, man, you know what? This is a teachable moment. <laughs> teachable moment. So I roll up, and guy comes over. We're stopped, right? I roll down Alina's window because she's right there. I roll down the window. I'm like, excuse me. Excuse me. Guy rolls down his window. He's ready for a fight, right? He's like, I tell him, if you would have put your signal light on, I would have let you in. I, it was okay. It's fine. I would have let you in. You got his son peeking out the side window because kids are nosy. <laughs> kids are nosy. So he's peeking out like, what's going on, Dad? I didn't realize that his kids were in the car. But you know what that man said to me? He said, oh, thank you. <laughs> Rolled up the window. <laughs> My daughter looks at me and is like, she's like, wow, what, like what just happened? <laughs> what just happened here? I earned the mug that day, world's greatest dad. I did. 
on a separate occasion, went to a lens crafters. Lady was on the phone. I'm like, oh, I just need to get these glasses. We got to go. We got other things we got to do. So can you just hang up the phone? Because I'm right in front of you. I'm right right here. Literally, she's right there. I'm here. She's there. I'm here. And I'm telling her because she's on the phone. And she just keep talking and talking and talk. I'm right in front of her. I need service. Now. <laughs> uh, she hangs up the phone. I lay into this woman. I feel like the blood just rising up in me. And then here's sponge number one. <laughs> there she observing everything. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? My mug broke that day. Uh, I was not the world's greatest dad. I just, uh, you know, I failed her. But I circled back after, and I'm like, Ali, I shouldn't have done that. That was wrong of me. I shouldn't talk to people like that. Even if I get upset, I get angry. That doesn't help any. It doesn't. You saw how worked up I got for what? For nothing. She's so funny. She's like, it's okay, Dad. <laughs> I'm like, no, it's not okay. That's why I'm telling you, it's not okay. When we're wrong, we, we have to teach our children what it looks like to own up to our mistakes. My mom was kind of old school. She never made a mistake. It was like Jesus and her. And like, they were like neck and neck. When I, was, I remember my mom apologized to me one time. <laughs> and I remember because it was one time I was like, that was one of those, is this a joke? Like, who are you? And what are you doing here? Just crazy because she just, it just wasn't, that just wasn't, and that was, that's not her fault. That's just how it was, you know. Parents knew best and they never made mistakes and you do as I say and then, you know, you keep it moving. Or else, la chancleta. The rod of correction is going to come into your life and correct you. Um, and so, but it's important. It's important to own up to, to your mistakes and tell your children, listen, I'm sorry. I was wrong for that. Or I apologize. Please forgive me. That teaches your children repentance, man. And that's so important because I don't ever want, I don't want my child to grow up and, and look at me and be like, man, Dad, you're trying to go ahead and, you know, teach me all these standards, but you yourself, you don't live up to those standards. You don't hit the mark every time. And it's like, man, you're, my, you're absolutely right. God's standards are high. High. And apart from him, apart from his strength, apart from the Holy Spirit, I, I cannot live up to those standards. I can't. And just like I can't, you can't. But we, that's what we strive for. That's the goal. And so when I miss, I need a teacher. Listen, you're going to miss. But what do you do when you miss? You just give up? Do you just walk away? Is that it? Is it over? No. There's forgiveness. There is mercy. There is grace. There also may be restitution. Because sometimes you run into a Tesla and there's nobody around. 
And then you got to say to yourself, do I leave a note? Nobody's going to know like what I wrote on the note. I could write Mickey Mouse, 555-1212. Call me. <laughs> I could. But what am I teaching my children? Listen, when you make a mistake, own up. And whatever, come what may. And make sure you have insurance. <laughs> make sure you got insurance because, you know. When you're out and about, what do your weekly routines look like? Matthew 22, 37 says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second one is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two, say these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. So who is the focus of your, lo of your love? Is it the Lord and others? Or is it all about you? How much you focused are your activities? How much is not? Like, if you look at your routine, your, your weekly rhythm, how much of that is about you? But I, what, what I want, what I need, me, 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 me. How much of it is God-focused? Is it others-focused? Whatever your answer is, that is what you're teaching your children. I know. I'm going to let that one sit for a moment. Just Sharing our faith is important. Would you agree? I got like two yeses. Let me say it again. Maybe they didn't hear me. Sharing your faith is important. Amen. 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 1 Peter 3.15 says, But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and always be ready. Say always. Always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. So when the opportunities arise with your children, what does that look like? Are you ready with the defense? Are you ready to share? Are you ready to? At Core Faith, we do a lot of studies. That's what we do. We do a lot of books, too. Great. Awesome for equipping. Sometimes, you just got to use that knowledge. Maybe. Is it going to be perfect? No. The first day at your job, were you amazing? I was. Just kidding. I wasn't. I wasn't amazing. <laughs> but the first day, you're like learning, and you're like, okay, how does this work? And okay, so then you establish, and the the more you do it, the more the easier it becomes, the more proficient you you become. Then you fine tune. You might not be the most amazing evangelist. But when you have opportunities and your children are there, step out in faith. 
God will give you the words. He'll give you the wisdom. But show them. Show them. It's important. It's important. Say, I must train them when they lie down. What does your training look like in your time of rest? What does that look like? Like when you're away on vacation, is it like, all right, I'm free to do whatever? <laughs> or is your focus still on pleasing God and teaching your children and, hey, this is how we do, this is how we rest? When you lay down, I was talking about the four Bs. Now it's three because there's no bottle involved. So the three Bs, right? Bath, book, and bed. When you, lay, when you lay them down, when they lay down, do you pray with them? Do you talk about their day? Do you talk about the areas in which, man, yo, you, I nailed it today, Dad. You know, what happened? When, do you talk about the areas in which they're, they're developing, the areas in, where, where they're growing, where, man, you know, today I, I didn't really hit it. You know, this happened and I, and I missed it. Are you praying through that with them? What, is, what does that look like? Or is it, all right, go to bed. <laughs> Good night, I love you. Little times there, opportunities where it's quiet. The TV's not on, everything's, everything's off. Those are your moments. Seize those moments. Take advantage of those moments. I must train them. That's you. I must train them when they rise up. So are we helping our children realize that today is the day that the Lord has made? I will rejoice and be glad in it. Or are you Mr. Grumpy Pants in the morning? Coffee. Breakfast. Is that you? What are you teaching your children? Do you have a praise upon your lips? Are you saying, God, thank you. Thank you, Lord, for giving me another day, another opportunity to shine for you. Is that what that looks like? If you drop them off to school, are they dialing to their phone? Are you saying, man, let me take this opportunity. Let's pray together. What's, what, what are you facing today? What's, what, what's going on? Let's pray about that. Let's go to the Father about that. You have to speak into your children. Are we preparing their hearts and their minds to face the day? Are they being reminded of who they are in Christ? Pastor, Pastor Pete spoke about identity, how important it is that our children find their identity in Christ. Allowing God alone to define them. Not what we feel, what we think, what others, others think, what the world says. God Almighty. I mean, I think that the creator should get to define them, right? Define their identity. I'm just saying he created them. Makes sense to me.
We need to speak identity over our children. I love what Pastor P said. He said that in Christ, we are deeply beloved, redeemed children of the Most High God. Is that what you're pouring into your children? Is that what you're showing your children that that's who you are? Our children want to be like us. Our grandchildren, well, I'm speaking prophetically now because <laughs> I'm not a grandfather yet. I told my wife, I want, I want my grandkids to call me Peepaw because it sounds funny and I love to laugh. <laughs> She's like, why are you so dumb? <laughs> you married me. I don't know. I just. But grandparents, parents, it's so important. I appreciate my, my parents because whenever I see, yeah, I see Giancarlo up here and Alina, they love to worship. And I remember there was a time where my parents had to take care of my, um, my son during the day because we had to work. And so they're like, yeah, well, no problem. We'll, we'll take care of him. And it's so amazing because now that my dad is retired and he can do whatever he wants to do, um, they have a time where they, they pray and they worship and they read the word and stuff. And it was amazing because every day that my son was over there, guess what he was doing? He was praying, worshiping, laying hands on them, praying for them. In gibberish, mind you, you know, but... I mean, I'm telling you, he was, he was doing it. My parents were guiding him. They were pouring into him just as we were pouring into him and into her during the times that we were at home with them. They were doing the same. Grandparents, you guys are important, super important. Not just to fill them with ice cream and cookies and candy, to fill them spiritually, to guide them, to pray for them, to intercede for them. You guys are important. I'm going to leave you with these two questions. What are you doing to teach your children who God is and the many things God has done for you? What does that look like? And if you are doing it, how often? How often are you doing that? Is it every now and again? Every time you happen to remember? Whenever you have time? Or are you being consistent with your assignment? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you, my God, just thanking you. We thank you because... You are our heavenly Father, and you love us, my God. Thank you because you instruct us, dear God. Thank you because you give us the strength, dear Lord, to be able to do what you have called us to do. You're the one that strengthens us, dear God, as parents to be able to mold our children, dear God, into your likeness. Father, I pray, dear Lord Jesus, that you would forgive us for missing the opportunities that we have missed, dear God, for being unfaithful in the areas in which we have been unfaithful to our children. Forgive us, dear God. We repent before you now. My prayer, dear God, is that you would help us to realize the power that you have given us as parents, my God. 
that we would use that power to instill, dear God, your precepts, your word, dear God, into the hearts of our children, dear Lord. Father, that as we imitate Christ, that they would imitate us, my God. Father, that we would be on mission all the time, dear God, that, that we would realize, my Lord God, the assignment that you've given us, the seriousness of the assignment that you've given. You've entrusted these children, dear God, into our hands, my God. We will give an account, dear Lord. Father, so I pray, dear Lord Jesus, that we would be proactive in our parenting and not reactive. That we would be steadfast in the teaching of your word to our children, dear God the principles that we find in your word, that we would be consistent, dear God, and not just teaching them, but also showing them how to live that out, what it looks like to live out for you. Give us strength, dear Lord. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. Put your hands together for Jesus in this place. Hey there, thank you so much for joining us today. We pray that this service was a blessing to you. I pray that your faith was built. I pray that you were encouraged in this season of your life. Wherever you are, whatever you're going through, I hope that God ministered to you. I hope that God called you to action. And I hope that you'll take the next steps, whatever that is in your life. Uh, one thing that I wanna say is that if this is your first time joining us online, please do me a favor and send me a message. You can send me a message to bishop at corefaithchurch.org. If you happen to be on Facebook, you can also just IM us there and we will respond to that message. But I'd love to just thank you for joining us and just hear from you. And if you have a prayer request, if we can pray for you in any way, uh, please let me know. You can also send again to bishop at corefaithchurch.org. We would love to pray for you and uh, just be there for you any way that we can. If there's any other way, that we can serve you in this season, please don't hesitate to reach out to us and let us know. Also, I want to say thank you to all of you who have been joining us online weekly and have been faithful in your support of the ministry. One of the greatest things that I see and I'm so encouraged by is the fact that you are giving toward the cause of the gospel. God has called us to do this work and you are there with us. And so thank you so much for giving. Um, if you haven't given yet and you would like to give, all you have to do is text Core Faith to 73256. Again, just text Core Faith to 73256 and that will lead you to where you can go ahead and you can give one time or you can set up on uh, ongoing giving. And so again, thank you so much for that. And if you have any questions, if you have a prayer request or you wanna contact us, please email me at bishop at corefaithchurch.org. I would love to hear from you. Hope to see you next week. God bless you.